Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Haley. Crickets. Crickets from Haley's side of the table. It's because there is no Haley on that side of the table. Now, this is radio, and technically I could have tried to fake it. I could have tried to do Haley's voice. I could have found audio clips of Haley and strung them together in such a way as to make make her make sense, you know, just using digital Haley. Or I should have tried to create an AI Haley. None of those things were options I selected to do. I instead chose to just go solo. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And the good news is I'm not going to be solo the whole day. I've got a lot of different things planned, a lot of different people coming to help me out. At the end of the show, I'm going to be in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, talking about Kevin's favorite Benjamin Moore products and a couple of his favorite Repco Light products. And... To me, that sounds infomercially big time, but I think it's a really good segment. It, it's, it is a really good segment. It's already recorded. It's a great segment, and here's why. Kevin's been in the paint industry since 1991. He's a territory rep, which means he's helping us out, you know, stores and retailers like us, but he's also talking to contractors on the phone. He's out in the field. He's answering their questions, helping them with concerns. He's helping them as they encounter problems or situations that they've never seen before, and they want to know, what do I do with this? So when Kevin talks about his favorite paint products, he's really dishing the scoop on products that solve problems, products that just work and products that produce great results easily. Good paint makes a difference, and Kevin's going to be giving us some great recommendations that you might want to consider for your next project. So that's at the end of the show. I'm also going to be in the studio with realtors Sue Prins and Ginger Herman talking about the ins and outs of buying vacant land. You know, there are tons of things you need to know, and they're going to walk us through that process. And then at the end of that, we're also going to check in just to find out what the current state of the housing market is. If you're thinking about selling your house right now, is it time to do that? Or should you wait a little bit? If you're buying, what's it look like out there? What are you in for? We're going to get to all of that coming up next. But right now... This part is the solo part. I've got a couple of friends who recently purchased a new house, and they're hitting me up with all kinds of great questions. And I thought I'd focus on one of them because I think a lot of us, you know, probably could find some value in this. And even if this doesn't apply to your situation, maybe you'll be able to answer somebody's question coming up, some friend of yours who has the same situation. Here's the scenario. I've got friends who've got this great little house that they bought. It's a little bit of brick on the front, and the rest of the house is aluminum siding. However, all of that aluminum siding is an absolutely horrible color. Now, I know sometimes, most of the time, we'll say color is subjective. In fact, until I saw this color, I would have said all color is subjective. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. This color, no, it's objectively terrible. Nobody could possibly like this color. It's that hideous. So they have that on the side of their house, and it's the bulk of their house, and they, they, of course, are wondering, can aluminum siding be painted? And then they're wondering, is it worth it? Because they know there's some work involved. Well, let's answer the can you paint aluminum siding part first. Yes, 
absolutely you can paint aluminum siding and you don't need a specialty paint to do so. That's what makes this a really great project, actually. Really, all you need is a good high quality exterior acrylic latex, that'd be great. Repcolite's Endura is a great product to use. Uh, Benjamin Moore's Regal Select Exterior, Benjamin Moore's Aura Exterior, all of those are great options. So you don't need a specialty paint and there's not a lot of specialty prep work to do. You know, basically you just make sure you clean the house. Now that's more than just power washing. You're gonna to wanna to use a mild detergent and a scrub brush and scrub the siding and then rinse it with a power washer. If you just rinse it with a power washer, there's a really good chance that you're gonna leave residue on the side and it's gonna to need to be recleaned anyway before you paint it. You've gotta get all of that residue off of that surface before you put any latex paint on top of that. And I know that sounds like not a lot of fun at all. It's, it's not a lot of fun to do that. But think of it this way. If your car was really dirty and you just hit it with the hose, you'll get off probably the bulk of the dirt. But if you look at it, it's still going to have a fair amount of dirt residue left behind. The scrubbing it and, and washing it with a rag or something like that is what really gets the car clean. So the same is true with your house. You're going to need to make sure that you use that scrub brush and rinse it. Once you've done that and let it dry, you really just need to check a few areas, rub your hand over that siding, and if there's no chalky residue that comes off onto your hand, onto your palm, you're ready to go. If you do get chalky residue, you've got to reassess and probably reclean the house, but hopefully that won't be the case. So if it's clean, you're ready to go and paint that aluminum siding and just use one of those products that I talked about and start brushing and rolling. The, the nice thing about aluminum siding is that there's really nothing for the paint to soak into. So you're gonna get a ton of mileage out of each gallon. So yes, you can paint it and yes, there's a fair amount of work, but it can be done and it's certainly something that pretty much anybody can tackle. You just need to take it methodically, break it into chunks and you can get it done. With that said, is it worth the work? Well, this is really gonna depend on how much you hate the color that's on the siding of your house. But here's my take. It's worth the work because this is your home and if you hate or even strongly dislike the color on the exterior, that's a really big deal. You know, every time you drive up to the house, you're confronted with that. And after a while, if not right away, it's gonna to start to set your mood, you know, to some extent. It's gonna determine how you feel about the house. And also, if you hate the siding of the house and the color of it, you've gotta be thinking that other people hate it as well. Now, of course, it doesn't matter what other people think, right? But of course, we all know it matters what other people think, even though it shouldn't. We don't want them thinking that we picked that hideous color and that somehow we like it. You don't want all of that going on in your head, especially as you're moving into this new place. You wanna get it completely changed around and make it the way you want it so you can enjoy it. It's a, it's a huge expense, it's a huge investment. Make it the way you want it. A gallon of house paint on average is gonna cover 350 square feet with one coat. So most houses can be painted, especially talking aluminum siding here, most can be painted two coats with six to 10 gallons of paint. Could be a little more, could be a little less, but that's a good average. And even with all of your supplies, you're probably looking at about $1,000 to $1,500 worth of paint and, and materials to get the job done, plus the work. But if you would go and get that house clad in new vinyl siding or something, you're probably dropping eight to 12,000. So think about those things. It's definitely a project you can tackle and we will help you with everything we can possibly help you with. Stop out at any Repcolite, bring your pictures. We can help you with colors. We'll get product recommendations for you and all of that. Make it yours and make it a color that you love. All right, we're gonna take a break. There's more I could say, but I don't have any more time. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, Ginger and Sue will be here talking about vacant land and everything you need to know if you're looking at buying. That's all just ahead, stick around. We're back 
and I am in the studio with Ginger Herman and Sue Prince from Sue Prince Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders. Ladies, thanks for being here. You bet. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're bailing me out. Haley is not here. Her whole family's sick with something. So we're glad she's not here. Yeah. Well, it, well, in a way, yes. I mean, I'm glad you, you're the one who said that, yeah. Ginger. But yes. But no, Haley's family has just been through the mill mm-hmm. for the last, I don't even know how long. Yeah, but you know what? Kids do that because they pick up all the germs at daycare. And they collect everybody. them. Yep. That's yep. what is yep. going on. He comes home from daycare with a little bucket full of germs and yep. spreads that to everybody, and they are just constantly dealing with it. But anyway, Haley's not here, but she's always looking out for us. Oh, she is. In the meantime, you know, between her telling me that she wasn't going to be here, she knew that was coming, but she didn't want to spring that on me until she had a backup plan for the radio. And she reached out to you, Ginger, and you guys kind of worked out a plan. And it's kind of funny, and it's a little scary, because I don't hardly know anything about what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) I only know that I have to say... We're going to talk about buying vacant land. And from that point on, I can just hand it off and you guys are going to run with it. We've never talked about this before. Buying vacant land. How is that different besides the fact that there's just not a house sitting on it? Yeah, it's kind of weird that we haven't talked about it before because we do actually have fairly, I mean, we have a lot of clients that buy vacant land. When they come to us, we usually start off with a question of what is your purpose for the land? So are you looking to build a house on it either now or in the future? Mm -hmm. Are you going to farm this? Do you want to hunt on the land? Bury bodies. (laughs) Right? I mean, everybody's got things. We want to know the motivation here. Um, Because we even have people that just want to like, oh, we want to just put up a barn and store our stuff there. Right? So we want to first get down to the purpose of of why they're why they're wanting this land right we're gonna still do very similar to a home search we're gonna set them up on a search we're gonna have criteria do you need do you need a minimum number of acres do you need it in a certain school zone a certain city zone Mm -hmm. Um, do you need it near water do you need you know we're gonna do all the same criteria with setting up that search so are you guys unique in that or can I you know if I'm looking for land just any realtor can help me or do I need to find somebody specific who deals with this or? Well, we're better. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, I set that up. Didn't you I? did. <laughs> True. She, she's, not, she's not lying. I mean, it's better if you're working with an agent who's got experience because it is different. It's, it's, well, that's it's, what I guess I was getting at. I mean, it's not com- like comparing a, a dog to an apple, but it is. They're different. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> but, uh, they're both real estate, right? But it, it would be like comparing an apple to an orange in some ways because... You've, there's, there's, when you've got vacant land, you've got to think about, okay, does it have, for example, water, sewer? If you're going to build a house on it, I suppose people would want to be able to go to the bathroom there and use water and get water. Yeah, normally, those are things, those are like <laughs> so, top things on my list. Yeah. They might be they might the be. top things on my list. And then um, oftentimes it involves uh, local authorities, townships, and things like that with, with, as Ginger mentioned, the intended uses of the property. Let's say they want to put horses out there and... Well, you can't have horses in this particular township, or you may, but you need X amount of acreage to do it, um, or chickens, or wh- whatever it is, um, yeah. farming-wise. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just so different. Very different. Mm-hmm. you got to have somebody who's experienced with handling that. That's mm-hmm. the best way through it, yep. what I'm gathering. Yep. So I come to you, and I say, look, I've got wads and wads of cash that I don't know what to do with. I'm thinking about buying vacant land. 
that's probably a good investment, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that's a good investment. It could be. You're going to walk me through the, it could be. <laughs> Maybe I, not. I, I, I could buy something really dumb. <laughs> Let's that talk about swampland. Yeah, yeah, we'll steer you to Let the Let me take right. your money and All right. help you find some swampland. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. So you're going to ask me what I want from it and mm-hmm. whether I want farming or maybe I want to build a house. And then from there, things get a little different, right? Because we're going to pursue different paths based on, of course, what I want. Yes. You're going to set me up on a list. I'm going to get these little emails. You're going to be pointing out plots. Yes. What then happens? I mean, are you guys walking with me? You know, I know you go with me through houses. Yeah. Do you walk with me through these we, acres and acres of woodland? We do. Okay. We we bring we bring waiters if we need it. <laughs> For the swampland that yeah, you want to sell. Yeah. The Yeah. No, we joke about that, but both Sue and I have been to some very interesting vacant land pieces <laughs> with you got to bring your galoshes and you've got to bring maybe even a hatchet cuz it's hard to even get back into the woods. Really? So we will walk the property whether it Here is Here comes your realtor with her hatchet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the woods. Huh. <laughs> so we'll wow. we'll walk it because we we also want to be there firsthand to see the property because that guides us even more so than when writing your offer. Like we want to be able to view it. We want to be able to spot, hey, there's something over here. Maybe you didn't see that before, whether it's power lines or did you see that the neighbor's propane tank might be on this property? We don't really know. So us being able to see it in person. Now, some land we can't walk, you know, the entirety of it, but we want to at least be able to see as much as we can. It will help us write the offer better. Yeah, it helps us to know what we want to investigate too. You know, if mm-hmm. if there's there's um, property, let's say that's got one of those oil pumps on it or whatever. I don't even know what you call those things, but you know what I'm talking oil about. It's going up yeah. and down. Thing right? that looks like it's, a chick. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Packing the ground. Right? Yep. <laughs> but you know, then it's like, okay, is that rented or you know, does that transfer over with the land? Well, how right? does that that's work? Black you know? gold. Like, that's yeah. Texas tea, yes. right? Texas Isn't that? Yep. Yeah. So does that owner own mineral rights? Do we want the mineral rights to change to the new owner? These are all things that we're going to... These are things you're dealing with on a regular basis when you're you're helping somebody buy. Yeah. Well, maybe not that particularly, but yeah, I mean, there's all different things you could could, could find on the land, especially, and you brought it up, but especially uh, wet areas Mm -hmm. where you're kind of like, okay, is is this this considered a a quote-unquote wet land or... Uh, is this any part of it in a floodplain? You know, I just recently wrote an offer on a property where it was just a small little creek, you know, running through. It, it happened to have a house on it, but let's say it was vacant land and there's a small little creek there. Why? I can't believe that this property was in fl- a floodplain. F- through the FEMA map, it showed it in a floodplain. And I'm like, well, I we had no idea, but that really matters on in your insurance. You're going to have the same with land if it's running through a floodplain. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a true creek or stream, or is it a drainage ditch? Because a lot of Ottawa County especially has a lot of drainage ditches, and those are used for farming. So farmers came out and dug a path, and it looks like a creek, right? Mm-hmm. But it may have been only intended for the drainage of farmland that eventually gets to you know Grand River or whatever you know major... Rush Creek, whatever is, you know, running around. Well, if it's just a drainage ditch, 
FEMA, you, you don't have to worry about environmental issues when you're building the house. You don't have to worry about erosion into that because it's mm-hmm. just a drainage ditch. These are the things that we're going to look into as your realtor to make sure okay. if, if your intended use is building that we're looking into these for, you know, when you get ready to build. So you're going to help me with all of that. What about like with home? We'd have an, a home inspection. Do we do inspections with the land? Yeah, for yes. those reasons that we mentioned. Yep. Who inspects yeah. those? Well, we would first walk on the property with them, but then you have, and which helps us to know what things that they might want to ask for, and, and depending also on their intended use. Let's say they're like, wow, this is five acres. My plan is to split this property and maybe have you know my mother-in-law and father-in-law someday live on the other portion, not that. The far portion. That many of us yeah. would want that, but, <laughs> but you know, if that's our, if that's our intentions, then we better find out, is it splittable? And Sue and I will look into that. We call townships. We will call FEMA or Eagle to look into wetlands or floodplains. So Sue and I will do a lot of this, but then there's also experts that we can bring in, in, such as excavators, you know, or um, um, the first one that popped into my head was Naderveld, but a survey company, right, coming out. And so there's experts that we can reach out. But a lot of it is honestly done by Sue and I and the buyer, all right. Inspections can be things like we're going to check for available utilities, even if the listing only says only natural gas available. You better bet Sue and I are calling that natural gas company and asking, do you actually have natural gas available or was this just a mistake online? So we'll call yeah. utility companies. We'll call, you know, um, wetland. We will call townships to make sure it either can be built or split. Also the county for uh, making sure that it perks, the ground perks, meaning that they can get, you know, well, septic, you know, whatever's going to need to be available, like I said earlier, for just your, you know, ut- utilities. Yeah, I was looking up notes on this as plumbing. I was trying to prepare mm, well for this. Done. Yes, and it said, does the ground perk? And what mm. I imagine that to mean was not what it in fact means. <laughs> I was just going to say. I was thinking it was like exciting ground or something. I know. I was going to say we should probably describe because a lot of people probably don't know what perk testing is. If there is no public water and sewer available at the street, a perk test is literally the township coming out to the property. They're going to dig usually three holes. Actually, the county. County. county sorry. sorry. Thank you. No, that's good. The county will come out, dig three holes or you know more or less depending on the land. And they are trying to find good soil to be able to build a septic system. Okay. And if they can't find good soil, they might alter the type of system that you put in. So it could get more expensive if it has to be a raised septic. So this is very important when buying mm-hmm. vacant land. If you plan to build something on there, we are always making sure either, we always try to get the seller to pay for a perk test first because you have to pay for these, but or a buyer is getting it prior to closing because once you close on that land, if it doesn't perk, you're, you're kind of screwed. You can't okay. build on it. All right. All right. And, and, it, and it may say on the listing that it that it's, you know, buildable, but that doesn't mean they've done their homework. So if if they're saying it's buildable, then we're asking, is there a perk test? And then we want to see the results of that. Sure. And otherwise, then we've got to have that investigated. So you definitely want a realtor to walk you through this. You do. Somebody who's handled this before. I mean, there's so many things yes. that you're throwing out there. I would like to take a break. I would like on the other side to talk just briefly about just how the money works, mm, you know, yeah. getting loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... In a little bit of time, if you guys still have some, I'd like to talk about what the state of the market looks like right now. We haven't visited with you about that 
yeah. in a while. Mm -hmm. So let's check yeah. in. Is that okay? Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll do everything that I just said. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back, and I am still in the studio with Ginger Herman and Sue Prince from Sue Prince Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders. Sue cheers every time I nail that landing. You got it. We have known each other for a while now. I don't know how many years, but when you first came on the show, it probably took me two of those years just to get the name <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah, at least. Now that I've got it right, I like to say it all the time. Sue Prince Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders, we sing it at the kitchen table when we're eating dinner. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here. We were just talking about buying vacant land, mm -hmm. and you completely terrified me into the, you know, I completely would never try to do this on my own. After hearing everything you said, Good I would you. get a realtor and somebody who could help me through it. Right now, let's talk just about how the money works. Is getting a loan for vacant land the same? I don't think it's the same as getting a loan for a house. How is it different? Well, you also, though, came to us and said you have wads of cash. I do have wads <laughs> of cash. So that was a lie. That was but, hypothetical. Okay, all right. <laughs> Completely. If you, if not you true. don't have wads of cash or if you just simply want to do a loan for a property, we still always start with our clients what's your intended use? Because mm -hmm. there are different programs. I mean, the, the, loan, the loan process is still. Um, Similar, you can, there's many banks, not all, but many banks that still offer vacant land loans. Mm -hmm. If you want to build a house on this property, we are going to ask, are you going to want to do that with the builder right away? Because sometimes they will lump the, the vacant you know, land sure. also in with the new construction. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just going to buy it and maybe build in the next five to ten years, right? Most vacant land... Sue, jump in if this is incorrect, but most vacant land loans, you need at least anywhere from 10% to 20% down. Mm -hmm. Some banks are firm 20, some are 10%. It also kind of depends on your credit, how much money you have to bring mm -hmm. to the you know table, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Okay. There is a bank out there, local in Jenison, that offers a 5% um, program, but then that's an adjustable rate. And where I tell people this is a really awesome program is if it's only adjustable rate for five years. Well, if you plan to build within five years, this is going to be a really good program because you have very little money down, low interest rate, as long as you build within five years. So we're going to first obviously talk to them about how long are you going to hold this land because then maybe a 5% program is best for you or maybe we're going to have to go to a different bank and do you know a normal 10 or 20% down program. Okay. The interest rates are pretty they're they're about the same as what a as what a new home can or a just a you know normal home is but of course that always depends on same thing credit score what you're bringing for a down sure. payment. There's special loans available, too, for, like, just hunting properties, things like that. So if someone's going to use it to, you know, just uh, hang out and use their bow and arrow or their, their gun. Or <laughs> and then farmland is a whole other story. And that's, yes, that's a, that is true. That's usually one where I have a company that I will immediately call up that bank, and I said, I've got someone for you. I need you to tell them all about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because the farmland kind of, it doesn't go over my head, but it is a lot of terms, right? Sue and I don't farm. So nope. they throw out a lot of leases and terms where I'm like, I want to make sure our clients understand this exactly correct. I'm just going to have them call directly to that lender if it's mm -hmm. farmland. Mm -hmm. What about like uh, people clamoring for land? I know previously with houses, we'd have bidding wars. Do you see that with 
vacant land as well or not as much? For I would say yes for some, area-specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, area-specific. And again, depending on the intended use, if it's hunting land, not typically so much where you're going to end up in a multiple offer situation. I've seen some good prices go for hunting land, but and, and area-wise, you know, it depends on what sure. area. So, but yeah, I would say for, I mean, when we, when we talk land, we could be talking a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like, of like, in a, a, point, a ton in a, of it. Like, oh, just a no, lot. I'm talking like a lot. Yeah, yeah just a lot. Point two acres, point, yeah, you know, like, in a little subdivision. That's vacant land. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. Or we could be talking, you know, sure. acres and acres of land. So, depends. I, I would say like your vacant lots in, you know, cities and townships and Probably. whatever are, you could end up in a multiple offer situation. But if but we're, when it's way out in Ubita. Yeah, right, right, right. But if you're talking like, say, five acres in, say, Hudsonville or Granville or Jenison, some of those areas right here in West Wish, West Michigan, then, uh, yeah, you could end up in multiple offer situations. All right. So, so and water, just yeah. to throw that out. Yes. I feel like. Post-COVID, water and land that maybe either already had a barn or could house a barn, I feel like those went up in value. And I saw a lot of multiple offers with mm-hmm. with land that was on water. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All yeah. right. So you'll walk us through all of that. So if anybody out there is interested, buying vacant land, you've just got wads of cash, you don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. maybe this is something good. Yeah. Get the right realtor. And they'll walk you through the process. Yep, make sure you have good representation. All right. In the last little bit that we've got, let's talk about the state of the regular real estate market, houses and stuff like that. I don't remember what it was like last time we talked. I think it was still a little- I think it was slowing down. Yeah, it was still a little bit nuts, but Mm -hmm. where are we at right now and what are we looking at? We're hotter than the weather. Yeah, we're we're definitely speeding up. Yeah. It's it, it's weird. It almost happened within like a changeover of like one week end of January, beginning of February. It was like pretty really, you know, slow in January and all of a sudden here we go. We are back up to multiple offers. Mm-hmm. Not all homes, but I would say majority. Mm-hmm. We are back up to multiple offers. Maybe not 15 to 20 offers, but you're looking at 5 to 10 offers on a house. Okay going above the asking price above again the we're all back to that again. offers yeah yep. back to that again i would say what we are seeing differently though which is a great thing for buyers is more inspections on offers now remember we talked mm-hmm. maybe even still the last time we were here but we've talked a few different times about if you're going to put inspections on the offer you may lose the sure. offer right. right so like I think that's a wonderful thing for our buyers to be seeing that again. Yeah, you're it's, right. You know, can be a little bit daunting for sellers, but it's it's just better all the way around if people can have inspections. So, so what is the inventory looking like? Because we're heading into spring, and a lot of the time, this is when people will throw the house on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is yep. the inventory increasing, or is that still low? No, it's it's increasing. I think it is. I it's it's low. I mean, it's relative, right? But because low inventory creates a seller's market and it's still a seller's market, which is why we're seeing those multiple offers again. And um, as it warms up, people start thinking about maybe it's time for us now to get ready to yeah. you know do that spring move, right? This place is a dump. I want to get somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> but so, yeah, so it's seasonal. And so now, you know, those that were kind of putting things on hold over the winter time are starting to think about, okay, here we are approaching the spring market. We want to get it while it's good. So 
Well, so even think about our team. Between our team, we have like four listings, I think, coming up in the next four weeks. Yeah. Okay. So that just yeah. shows you like people are ready. March is going to hit. It's yeah. going to be hot. I've probably gotten five or six calls just in the last couple of weeks of right. people wanting to sell. Wanting to sell. So that's a good thing. But and quick drum roll. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> but drum roll rates are coming down. And I know everyone's been freaking out about yes. rates. So this is really good news for this year. When are they coming down? They already have. What, so okay. we were in the sevens at like, you know, in the winter time and we're already down to like six and a half, six point three. You know, I would say mid sixes. Okay. Yeah. And that's of course for today's date. They change daily, but yeah. they are creeping down. It's not gonna I think people were ready, like, oh I'm gonna it's it's gonna plummet all of a sudden. No, it's gonna be a slow climb down. But it's All good right. for this. And I don't think we're going to see, and maybe you disagree with me, Ginger, we didn't have this conversation on our way here, but I don't think we're going to be seeing like those four and maybe even no. 5% interest rates. I It would be great if we could get down in those fives, but... It remains to be seen. Not this year for sure. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't bring them down too fast. That would be detrimental. Right. So they'll slowly creep on down. All right. So it's still a little bit rocky out there, but it's looking a little better with the, oh, yeah. the inventories creeping up a little bit. Yep. You mentioned that home inspections are back on the table, and mm-hmm. people are being able to take advantage of that, which is really good. Any other advice? You got maybe a minute and a half left. People out there thinking about thinking about jumping in and buying. If they the are buying. You got to jump in now. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. you might have you might have missed your best time, which was just winter, right? Mm-hmm. But so if you are thinking about buying, do it now because when we hit June, you know May, June, it's going to be insane again. Mm-hmm. I do think it, we're going to be just back to that. So do it earlier rather than later. Even if you got to buy out of a lease, it still might be better off for you to do it now versus in the summer. You're probably going to have to pay more money in the summer. Yeah, and the calls that I'm getting now are probably more so from sellers than buyers wondering, is this the right time to do it? Absolutely, it's the right time to do it because it's still, it's a seller's market. We're heating up. They're going to get a good price and maybe an opportunity for them to get a good price on if they go to purchase because we're not in that May, June crazy yet. Yep. So it's a good time. It's an excellent time right now. Perfect time. So whether you want vacant land or something with a house on it, with any of this stuff, you can reach out to Sue and Ginger. They'll help you. How's the best way for them to get in touch, Sue? My cell phone is 616-723-2400. My cell is 616-633-5880. All right. We'll put that in the show notes, and then you guys are online at, is it just SuePrins.com? Yep. yep. You got it. All right. You look at it. me. So I know it all, Sue. I, I am so skilled. I'm going to record that and play <laughs> Haley, that over Haley over will enjoy that comment. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll be very glad that you said that. All right. I really appreciate you helping me out with you Haley. Bet. Haley's sick and unable to be here. It's really nice to have somebody here to talk to. Thanks, guys. You Thanks. Bet. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore talking about Kevin's favorite Benjamin Moore products and one of his favorite Repco-like products. That's all just ahead. Stick around. We're back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen, and as I've mentioned at the beginning and throughout the show, Haley is dealing with all kinds of, again, illnesses in the home, and it's part of having a baby in daycare. You just get what you get. And because Haley is dealing with those illnesses and getting what she gets, I get what I get. 
And that means I'm in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, filling in for Haley. Boy, hi, Kevin. Uh, um, hi, good morning. Happy Saturday, Dan. <laughs> and Sunday, because now we're on Sundays as well. Wow. You're going to have to expand your repertoire there. Uh, I should get paid double for this. Yeah, one. yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that you're filling in, helping me out. Glad to help out. I don't have any children at home that are so young that I have to take care of them. Yeah. They're all moved out, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. So we're glad you're here. What I want to talk about, I mean, we've had you here. We're talking about all kinds of different things from time to time, new products that have come out, things mm-hmm. like that. I don't know that we've ever just had an open-ended conversation where I would like to know your top three Benjamin Moore products. Now, mm-hmm. and I guess to set this up, mm-hmm. you're a territory rep, so yes. you go around, you, you, of course, help us out, but also you're on job sites. You're talking to contractors. You know tons of contractors, and when issues come up or questions come up, mm-hmm. how am I going to deal with this or that, mm-hmm. a lot of times you get brought in. In I've, one way I've had many calls this week from contractors asking questions. Exactly. So with that said, you've got to, you know, you run into situations. There's certain products that you find that, man, I love this one because I don't get a lot of calls on it or, boy, it's a problem solver. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of experience. Your top three Benjamin Moore products, and then we're going to get to your favorite Repco light paint. Oh, boy. Okay. So ooh, wait for that. So what do you think? Top three, right. Benjamin Moore. So uh, you you told me ahead of time what the topic would be, so I thought about it a little bit. And when I started at Benjamin Moore, it's 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my second job out of college, working for a paint company, and I had no idea. Paint's paint, right? But it was a job. Uh, so I started working with Benjamin Moore. And one of the first products that I used from Benjamin Moore was Regal Eggshell. Okay. And I remember distinctly... When I opened up the can and started pouring it out, I thought there was something wrong with it, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was much thicker than I was used to. I'd only used, you know, paints that my parents or brothers and sisters used when painting their houses or apartments or anything. And it was primarily other brands. And I thought, well, this stuff's too thick. It's not going to go on the wall very well. But it actually spread like butter, had great hide. Um, I didn't get spatter all over me like what I was used to. And I found out right away that paint's not paint. There are differences. You get what you pay for. Um, so I love that product. It's been one of my biggest sellers uh, over the years. And it's, for the amount we sell, is relatively trouble-free. There's always going to be issues. Right. But so it, it's a very, very solid product. Regal, love it. Regal Select. Regal Select. Regal Select. I know what you're saying. Um, I've told this story. This was a Repcolite product that this happened with, but my mom did tons of painting growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. all the time. Every week, something new was painted, and that's not a joke. She's awesome. And she, everything was painted. And she didn't buy a higher-end paint, because paint was paint, right? Mm-hmm. She just bought paint. I, I didn't work at Repcolite at that point. When I started working at Repcolite, I was trying to convince her. She was doing some cabinets. I said, let me just give you paint, because they allow me to free. give you free paint. And she, no, oh, I don't want to do that. I want people to think I'm... You know, just Taking here for the free yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, finally I got her some free Repcolite stuff to use on some cabinets. And I've said it a hundred times on the show. She called me five or six times that day to tell me how amazing it was. It was yeah. the exact same experience you had. She couldn't yeah. believe all the difference. There, there's an enormous difference in products out there. And it, like I said, it is relative to the, the price, but you get the performance out of it. If you don't like painting, use better products. It's a whole lot easier, lasts a lot longer. The whole process goes so much smoother. Yeah. Regal Select, that's one of your top that's three. That's one of my top. And then, of course, I have to say Scuff-X. 
I love ScuffX. It solves so many problems. The durability on that product, when I compare it to everything else that's out there, it's easy to see the difference. I mean, it's demonstrable. I mean, you just drag something across that makes a mark on other products, and it doesn't on ScuffX. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I love it. Um, it's also been fantastic for trim cabinets and doors and things like that sprayed, but it's really that durability that I've never seen anything, a single component, a latex, easy to use, that has that kind of durability. It's crazy. Now, so where do you see that used really effectively? You mentioned trim and cabinets, and that's not what it was made for. No, no, no. It was made for, you know, uh, areas, that, facilities that need a lot of maintenance. You know, your senior living areas, hospitals, uh, schools, colleges, hotels, anything that gets a, an abnormal amount of traffic and abuse on the walls. This goes in, um, just goes on like regular paint, but holds up beautifully. So people are hearing that and mm -hmm. they're probably thinking, I'm already using something. It, it holds up really well. I'm really happy with it. ScuffX is different. <laughs> Completely. I've done a lot, bunch of demonstrations um, in the last uh, few weeks with people. And uh, I just it's I just show them. We, we have a drawdown card, which has a couple of products on it, ScuffX and then a competitor's product. I just show them the difference in durability. It's it's really kind of crazy how much more durable it is. So you're putting that on, you're going to be touching up less, and mm -hmm. the scuffs that you do end up getting, Easy to get off. yeah, they wash right off. Yeah, but I mean, the, the fact that you don't get the scuffs to start off with is where people are blown away. It just doesn't scuff. It doesn't mark. So with that said, it's got to be just priced almost out of everybody's range, right? No, That's I think it's, it's uh, right in line with a lot of premium products that you get. It, Many, many other places. It's, yeah. it's a really good deal. Yeah, so Probably a good got, kept secret, I think. Yeah. If you've got high traffic areas and you're sick of touching up, definitely look yeah. into ScuffX. Even, yeah. you know, compare it to what you're already getting. Check the pricing. Reach out to a RepcoLite. We can get you some pricing, and you might be really surprised. And it's going to save you a lot, of, a lot of money down the road. Definitely. I mean, if you have a bunch of children and they're tough on the walls... Especially the mudroom. Oh, yeah. Use this. Well, that's the thing, yeah, because we're talking kind of a maintenance setting, but also in homes. I put yeah. that in my entryway, which was normally just beat to death with the shoe marks. Yeah, can't ever keep it looking good. No, it's great. I don't hardly get anything on it anymore. So that's Scuff X. What's the third one? Uh, Regal Select Exterior. Oh, the exterior version. Yeah, we have... Um they're alkyd modified acrylics, so a little bit of the resin package is an alkyd, so it penetrates and you know, much better adhesion. It, it's been almost trouble-free over the years I've been selling. It's absolutely fantastic. Color retention is great. Adhesion is great. Easy to apply. It's just a wonderful product. All right, so Regal Select Exterior. So mm -hmm. we've got the exterior crowd covered, Scuff X, and Regal Select for inside. Correct. We've got maybe a minute left. What's okay. your favorite Repcolite product? Can I do really quick two really quickly? So we had Can I do two. Yeah, by all means. OTC regulations were adopted this year in Michigan. Before this year, Michigan was one of the few states that didn't have any regulations. Now we're one of the five with the most stringent regulations. Sure. OTC two. So that means we have to take VOCs out of the product. Benjamin Moore and other national manufacturers had to get rid of a lot of their Alkyd products, oil paints, mm -hmm. and sometimes those really just perform better. Well, what I love about it, Repcolite, because you're not national, you don't make as much paint, you're not, you don't have exactly the same regulations you have until 2027, I think, um, before you have to adopt OTC2 regulations. So you have Zip Prime, which is an interior, exterior, stain blocking, adhesion, blah, 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 primer that's fantastic. So if you want 
to make sure that you're going to hold back stains and you're going to have great adhesion, whether it's interior or exterior, that's a fantastic product. And we can't make it anymore. Right. You guys can't. Zip Prime, we've been talking about it. That's a great one. That's an awesome one. And then the 65 line. So exterior, we want to get oil on new wood because it penetrates better. And a long, dry oil primer gives us the flexibility. Short, dry oils outside, no flexibility. They crack. They peel, take everything with them. So that's another fantastic product that you guys can still make, still available at Repcolite that we can't. We'll be talking about 65 Primer in upcoming episodes as we start to get more into the exterior season because, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to using it. We'll fill you in on all of that. All right, Kevin, that's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. Really, thank you for filling in today for Haley. Normally I give you a lot of a lot of grief. You give me grief all the time. But I've been pretty good today because I needed you. So, <laughs> so that'll end as soon as you. Haley yes. comes back. As soon into as this the, is uh, over, right. yeah, I'm back to myself. But right. thanks Thank for you. Here. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. I'm Dan Hanson. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.